This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Welcome, my friends, to the Wolverine Speedway Show doing at Madhu. Here at NPR.NZ999 AM, we talk Speedway, Robertson Holden, International Speedway. Plus, we talk to drivers and track managers, promoters from other tracks around New Zealand. Chris, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Stu. Yeah, good, Chris. Good to be back on another uh, Doing Into the Dirt, mate. Yeah, that's for sure. It's been a while. Has been a while. I've been a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> never in town, never in town. But uh, it's been a busy time of Speedway as well. You know, we've had the, well, we've had heaps going on around the countryside. So it's uh, it's good to be back into another show and a pretty special show ahead of us. New Zealand Superstock Champs has been, and we've got a new two and three NZ. We've got the same one NZ, and we'll kick the show off with them there. Yep, sounds good. Sweet. So we've got the uh, the undisputed New Zealand Superstock Champion, Asher Rees. How you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, man. Back to back. Unbelievable, eh? Oh, yeah, I don't think it's sinking. To be fair, obviously, uh, a select few have only done that. So, I don't know, it might sink in again when we uh, race again, I guess. Yeah. Dave Evans, Craig Boot, Shane Penn, Asher Rees. It's a pretty unreal list. Oh, yeah, when you name that like that, like, they're the guys that I looked up to as a kid, you know, like, the things you see now on video are from them, you know, so yeah. it's quite a big achievement, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just to do two titles, you know, even uh, the likes of Kevin Free, who's done um, uh, three, Barry Pajewski, a couple as well, you know, just to, to name a coach, Simon Joblin, guys that have um, not gone back-to-back, but to do two alone is, is unreal. Oh, definitely, it's a big achievement in itself, and then, yeah, those select few that do get to go to the back-to-back is... Uh, for me, it's unbelievable, and I guess in their time and their day, it was probably unbelievable for them too. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 28. There you go. I reckon there's probably another title up there somewhere, mate. Oh, hey, anything could happen, but oh, I'd say I'm a fair target from now on in. That's so, <laughs> uh, what it is. <laughs> You've been a fair target your whole career, I think, man. <laughs> oh, definitely. I uh, definitely had a name to squash from people, but hey, bring it on. I've... I've uh, got the gear to do it and I've got the sponsors behind me so we're ready to go. I ah, love it, love it, good way to kick it off. Yeah, awesome. Right, going into qualifying night, first heat, you, uh, first corner, you were up the wall, nearly nearly yeah. up and over. Yeah, uh, that was nearly the defence over then I think, um, I think a lot of people thought that it was over and so, I, so did I myself but we got back in, we got stuck in the car, the boys got it fixed and then Pete and Ethan and Josh just sort of pulled me to the side and told me to calm it down and just think about it, you know, two more good heats and we could qualify and, hey, it paid off in the end and I guess they were right because the 240s was a similar sort of thing, you know. Yeah. It was quite lucky though that the um, the tyre never, because the, the inside tyre went flat but the outside tyre never went flat, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah, the old left front got jammed up on the caliper and popped the tyre and then, but just before we were going out for the, uh, the second heat, the right front tyre was flat so obviously it had a slow leak as well in it because <laughs> you still finished about 10th was it 10th yeah I think that I first did get back up to 10th jake uh, was telling me so it was good uh, good points i needed obviously yeah when you get in that position obviously like um you said that the boys pulled you aside before that second heat and calmed you down a bit but in that heat of the moment when you are in the car and that event happens i mean what happens? Does the does the red mist come up for Asher, or how did? Because I mean, you drove like a madman out there to get back up to that place. I mean, 
um, leaning on cars, taking what I would call late braking and, and diving into the corners and things like that, you were absolutely on uh, on fire. Oh, definitely. When that uh, when you do go up that wall, and I thought at first it wasn't that bad. We're just sort of up the wall. We drove off this, then it started getting further and further, and we're right on our side <laughs> rail there. And it was sort of, oh, well, we're going to whack down a gear and try and get this thing off and just set it on the limit until it come off. And once we uh, levelled out, I felt it a bit. It had a bit of funny steering going on, so I thought, oh, well, we've got to just bite the bullet and go here. And, yeah, in the late later part of that race, I started making a couple of passes, which I think were key to me qualifying, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. How how did you find that, that track in general, though, that first heat? Because, like... To drive how you did, it obviously had to be a pretty, pretty all good track to uh, to make those places back and, and make the ground up. Oh, definitely, it was it was an all good track. They they done well, obviously, but wet early on, which everyone had the same thing. We always had to drive for conditions, and I ended up being on the outside of it all. But yep. uh, it did come back, and once we got uh, some momentum up, we we're away. I think if we had a stop, we would have been a bit hard to get going just with the locked up left front. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. How, how much could you see, mate? Uh, only really the air cleaner and the front hoop and a little bit of track in front of that. That was it, really. <laughs> I was hoping no one was going to pop out in front of me because I wouldn't have stopped in time. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I think when they did, you were just bowling them out the way anyway, mate, the way you were, like I say, the way you were going forward. Those second and third heats, like obviously you said the boys pulled you over, um, calmed you down a bit in that. Um, obviously that... That means a lot, and it uh, it takes a bit to get back in the right mindset, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, your whole mindset going to that event with the number one on the side is you've really got to defend it or try to defend it, and that being there was no 2NZ or 3NZ, obviously, due to injury and out for good reason, um, there was a bit more pressure on me to make that title sank to defend, you know? So there was a bit of pressure. There was a bit of um, probably, I don't know, just overthinking it, and then... Obviously, calming down is a big thing. Even doing it on tracks, quite a big thing. It's hard to tell yourself, and I tell a lot of our drivers that too. Is just tell yourself as you're racing, slow down. Like the slower you go, the faster you'll go on track. So you just got to slow that mind down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it takes a bit to learn that. I guess it, it, you know, being a young fella still too. Oh, hard out. Um, I'm, I'm dealing with Jack Harris at the moment, and he's come from sprint cars, obviously, and. He's full of the gate, got to go, got to go, got to do everything he can in two laps, you know. You, you only win the race on the last lap, so no point doing it all in the two laps because that's when you make a mistake and end up cooking it, you know. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. So the second and third heat, obviously, you come out, um, and the goal, obviously, is, is to win. Whether you whether you make that um, that finals or whether you're racing for a, a, front, a spot up the front of the repercharge. Yeah, that was it. We were just like uh, Jake Baker and Ethan and they said come on you've done this before you've just got to dig deep get those wins and either hope for a good spot on the river charge or you've qualified and my luck turned on quite well and I ended up getting a spot I don't know where we qualified but obviously quite enough and easy enough um, we didn't do it without issues the second heat we also had some damage we didn't see on the right um, uh, four by arms and ended up one of those ended up bending right off the start of the second race and with the brake off, so no brakes that whole second race. Oh, far out. <laughs> I think that, oh no, you had no brakes the first race either or something, because obviously it was jammed uh, on. Yeah, I it, had no front brakes because that left front wheel was Yeah. Every time I seem to, uh, to venture down, and I mean, I'm the type I, I like to just bowl on in, but uh, 
I guess you you guys were pretty much that only team that I couldn't just bowl on in on uh, on Friday night because it was it was busy busy around the one NZ car. Yeah, we were a bit mine and poor old Ethan had some electrical issues, so that was causing grief for all of us. Because see, when it comes down to we all work as one, and trying to find an electrical issue gets frustrating. Yep. So we were quite busy on each other's cars plus our own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So obviously you end up making it through the finals. Like a bit of bit of sigh, sigh of relief there, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely it was a big sigh of relief. But then then came the pressure, you know, like we got that out of defence chance and opportunity, and yeah, it was sort of wasn't stress the next day. It was just going over the cars. We had a couple of customers that were having a bit of grief with their cars, so we we're trying to sort them out and get them right. So we washed it. Then it just sat there until about two thirty, and we got the boys to start handling it up and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we sort of puzzled together and made it all happen throughout the night, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the you, you talk about the title defence and and qualifying to defend that title once, and you mentioned just before it wasn't as, as stressed the second night. Was the the approach? Like from from uh, I guess you'd say Friday night's approach at the start of the night through to Saturday night's approach at the start was it two different mindsets? Like one's obviously I got to make the finals to defend the title, and the second one's like right I get a chance to defend it, but basically I've I've had fun while I've been one NZ, and if I get it again, sweet. If I get a two or a three, sweet. Or if I get nothing, that's also sweet. Yeah, I definitely it was that whole fact of I've got there. I've achieved that title in Rotorua. I've got to defend it. Either way, I'm happy. I've run run it for two, three years now, and it's it's done me. I think it's probably good, like for the around me to have it. And yeah, sort of. It was more or less just come on the guard and show what we've got, and show we've got so we can still work and get boys home. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where you're, where you're hiding out at the, at the yard or whatever. But you're cutting in and out a wee bit there, mate. To be fair, as to where you were earlier, but uh, <laughs> amongst the, hiding amongst all the chassis, mate. Um, yeah, hiding in the trailers from the wind. There you go. That, that's probably it. The old high tech trailers are too high tech. But um, those, I mean, the package that you've got is is pretty unreal. Um, as well, obviously, um, all three of you boys that are on the podium had that have that same package. But man, it um, they take an absolute hammering, especially from yourself. To be fair, oh yeah, they're sort of. I, I'm probably biased because we build. I'd say they're the best in the market. At the end of the day, the chassis is a disposable item. It doesn't cost a lot. You yep. race for a year, you sell it, you throw it away, you do whatever you want with it. But at the end of the day. We've got works, and to be fair, it only works because we build so many of them. Like two years ago, we built 40 cars. Last year, we built 30. This year, it's 14 plus already, and it's an early time to be ordering cars. What we got seems to work, and it, I don't really want to change it too much, to be fair. Yeah. How much did you do to it after teams, mate? Because it was pretty knackered after teams, eh? Yeah, it's pretty tired. Yeah, it ended up uh, with another brand new diff. I was pretty gutted about that because that was only two meetings old, so that was a lot of money down the drain, but that's teams racing. And then it got a new front end from the shock towers forward on it. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's not actually... It's not as bad as Frankie's. Not as much as Frankie's (laughs) one, yeah. 
Nah, Frank's with a firewall forward jobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the second time or something, wasn't it? Didn't you just do that before he picked it up? Uh, no, nah, I'd put a bumper on it for him, but nah. Nah, that was the first time it's had that. That was Benji Sneddon's old car, so yeah. that just had a bit of a lick. Ah, there we go. There we go. Sweet. Now, obviously, uh, well, you don't have to do t- too much after uh, after New Zealand Champs. You've already got the one on the car, so um, I guess just a, a clean-up and a fix-up, and you're ready to go again. Yeah, yeah. Got the cars out last night and stripped them off and going to give them a wash-up oh, probably tomorrow night. We'll see how things get on, and then... Just get ready for the North Island, our next big hit out. So Ethan's got some panels to get stick it up, obviously, change his number. And, yeah, I'm pretty happy with what we've got going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off to um, Kiki for the, is it the, the King Country Champs? No, we're not this weekend. We've got uh, Josh's stag do on, so we're off to that on Friday up to Taupo. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good excuse. Good man. excuse for a, uh, I guess you'd call it a New Zealand Champs celebration at the same time for the, for the three of us. Oh, that's what reckon. That's what the boys all reckon because I didn't celebrate on the night, so I just went home with family and had a sleep and caught up because quite a few big days leading up to the event and it's hot out there. You know, it's hard yeah. work. So yeah. Now, now, when when you won Rotorua, when you won in Rotorua, you you didn't have your your uh, your child, did you? No, no, nah. it was uh, nah, no, no baby then. No baby then. Thing to get a, get another win with uh, her around, but so yeah. obviously she's only nearly one, so she was probably asleep and didn't even know and doesn't even know <laughs> to this day. But she was around for this one, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it, it must be pretty cool. Obviously, being pretty young or being only a baby still, but but when I I talked to you, I was trying to actually get you after that third heat. I managed to haul Josh over, and then I think Ethan. Um, got a bit excited and saw Josh here and thought, well, hey, if he's there, I must be up there somewhere. I was trying to haul you around, but you're having fun with the chequered flag. I, I got you in the shed. Mate, the emotion was just running Unreal. before you even, you know, before you even had the uh, the one back on the side, so to speak. Oh, I think it was more or less old Pete come over and shook my hand and I could see the emotion in his eye. I, I actually hadn't heard how we got on. I knew we must have been close. It's because you drove off on me. <laughs> So I was, um, I was quite, uh, I was fresh at it, I guess. But then, yeah, when Pete came over and shook my hand, and I could see the emotion in his eye, so I was like, "Oh, that, that stuffed me up." And you were right there, you bastard. So you got me, <laughs> mate. It's it's that emotion though that it's good to see. You know, a lot of people see you as the, oh, I'd say a, a pretty hard nut out there, and and the spectators wouldn't really see that side of Asher. You know. Oh no, nah, we're all human at the end of the day. Like, like uh, it's a family-oriented sport, and we do it as a family, as in father and sons, and Josh, the adopted son. Like, it's all pretty tight for us, and like we've got our families there supporting us. And like, to be fair, we wouldn't have it any other way, other than probably a little bit less time in the workshop because I really struggle with that now, spending so much time away from little baby and partner and the kids you know like it gets the better you you just want to be home with them yep yeah exactly right and it, it's pretty cool seeing uh, i seen old dion was up there buddy straightening out the the wing after that first heat too it's just good to have that whole big family vibe eh oh definitely it was yeah it was like everyone just coming and jumped on board Kalen was there he was there before each race he was there before the runoff making sure we we're okay and ready and organized and hey it's, at the end of the day speedway is a big family but when you have a family within the speedway, it's actually quite a bit bigger and quite a bit tighter. So, no, nah, it is it is really cool and appreciated too. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. 
when you got the news about the runoff, how, what was going through your head then, mate? Yeah, especially when it was against Josh. Oh, we both were beside ourselves, I think. Like, we both said at the end of the day that no matter what happens, we've got a number, so we don't care. Yep. But we don't want to hurt each other, like, getting in for the big bomb shot. Like, yep. hey, what he did was perfect. I, I didn't, I, to be fair, I didn't even look in the mirror when he was coming in for that last shot. But at the end of the day, Josh could have got one NZ and I could have got two NZ and we wouldn't have cared. He was just over the moon. He'd finally had a result in a super stock. Yep. And to repay the time, everything that goes into the, the cars, you know, like we put a lot in, he puts a lot in, his family miss out a lot and ours do too. So it was just a big repayment thing for like everyone. And I heard rumours that he lost it because he would lose his drive. None of that's true. He he could have won. He, if we, uh, I'd miss the start up or whatever. At the end of the day, we didn't care. We, we're all family. We 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 want each other to win as much as we want to win ourselves. So yep. haters will hate, and we just keep doing what we're doing because at the end of the day, we we're on a roll at the moment, so we're going to run with it. Yeah, yeah shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep that run going, mate. It's uh, it's bloody cool. Only thing, as I say, I, I actually um I had money on Ethan to win. <laughs> oh, a, lot, a lot of people did, and a lot of people keep coming up to me and saying, "Are you going to give your brother a turn this year?" And I just said, "He's got to take it off me." That's exactly <laughs> it, mate. That's exactly it. Well, it's bloody awesome, though. At the end of the day, it's bloody awesome. That is for sure. Hey, I know um, we're going to probably ask the other two boys as well, and it's it's you know the questions go around um, the old international drive. Do you reckon you'll have a look into that? Yeah, well, I've still actually got one owed to me from Rotorua for the New Zealand's there. Yep. Obviously, COVID wrecked all that and didn't get to go last year, busy with work. Um, Pete and Ethan have earned their spots, obviously, at the 240s. Um, and then if I've got a spare one after this New Zealand's, I'd happily give it to Josh. It'll just be work-dependent and family-dependent, obviously. Uh, got a lot of work coming up by the looks of things after the weekend's orders that are coming in. <laughs> and then just purely family time I'd, I'd love to go but I'd want to take the family and actually have a bit of a holiday while we're there because to be fair we haven't stopped since we've been working and building cars so um, yeah it's definitely not a no but it's just yeah time and uh, yeah just time orientated if it's possible or not you know it's quite a big trip what and, a big... Well, as you know yourself you know it's 27 hour flight 24 yeah. hour flight or whatever Crazy. so it's yeah, you lose a day, you you gain a day, but you lose four weeks at the end of the day if you do it properly. Yeah, would would it sort of be one of those cases? Like, I mean, uh, would it be like all all of you go as in you and Pete and Ethan and possibly Josh or, or no one goes? Oh no, I definitely. If it come down to it, I'd tell the boys, Pete and uh, Ethan and Josh, just go. I'll I'll man the fort here. Obviously, me and Pete work on the cars full time, so. I'd just tell them to go. I'm I'm happy to continue running what we've got here and keeping customers happy. And like at the end of the day, it's not possible for everyone to go. I don't think if we're busy like we're planned to be. So I'm happy to sacrifice that for them. They've sacrificed heaps for me, you know, over the years yeah. of, well, especially Pete. He's dug in deep to keep this going, you know. Like obviously, race cars aren't cheap, and he's always there helping out when he can. So. Mm-hmm. Just just going back to that third heat because we didn't really talk too much about it. Did you? Did it? Um, was it as you expected? Did you, did you expect a bit more? A bit more? Um, 
Yeah, Biffo, not not maybe towards yourself, but in general. I mean, do you think that's because there was a few Rees cars out there? Like, I saw you in the pits before that third heat. I wouldn't say you were going around, because um, I obviously didn't hear you, but going around um, talking for help. But, you know, one thing I did see is you're making sure your customers were, were out there ready to go. Oh, 100%. I, I, I don't know if there's always going to be that third heat Biffo that everyone pays their $35 for to watch like there's a lot more respect in the sport than what people think and the and the viewer at home thinks like they're a $200,000 race car and it, if you're going to go blow up the bits for nothing to achieve I think at the end of the day and ruin your own chances in the future I think people realise that element of it now it's not yep. at the end of the day stock cars are stock cars and super stocks is a oh, I wouldn't say it's a gentleman's game but there's an element of you know, yep, yep, yep. $5,000, $10,000 car out there bombing everyone. Like, you just, you, you all got the same money tied into it. And those guys that were there stirring it up, they made their own plans, I think. And I was more or less seen if our customers were happy because we'd had a lot of, um, I think, 13 of the 26 were our cars. And yes. We were, we were chasing our tails of gear sets and, um, just seeing what everyone else was doing and thinking like Costello was a brand new car. He's only three meetings in, so we were uh, just, yeah, keeping an eye on them and making sure they were happy. We had a few good battles out there, so, yeah, they've all got different little engine packages, so we're just catching up them and seeing if they're happy. Yeah, no, fair, fair, exactly, exactly that. Hey, we better leave you to it out in the shed. We've got to catch up with Josh and Ethan as well. But, uh, mate, awesome, well done on the back-to-back 1NZ, and... Um, I was going to say we look forward to seeing it on the car, but it's there. It's ready to go, mate. Are you putting a new, uh, going to do a new kit or anything, Asher? Uh, I don't know as of yet. I'll have to talk with uh, Ewan and Ricky from the Cobb to make a plan, but uh, probably probably not too soon. Obviously, this kit hasn't actually been run much, and yep. it's still quite fresh, so yeah. Yep. You haven't wrecked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, go well, and we'll catch up at, uh, at the track, Holmes. mate. See you at the North Islands. Nah. Yeah, good as gold. Cheers, thank you. Have a good one. See ya. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Righto, there's Asher Rees, 1NZ, and we go from the 1NZ, the top step of the podium, to the 2NZ, and um, man, this guy, I thought he was going to be uh, up there from the start of the weekend, well, realistically, he's he's been uh, building momentum, hasn't he, in the Superstock class, yep. former New Zealand stock car champion, now he's got the 2NZ on the Superstock, Josh Brentis, how you going, mate? Yeah, good, thank you guys, yourself? Yeah, yeah good, man. Good, good. Hey, man, like, that 1NZ stock car, way back in Kiki, that was pretty special, but uh, this is going to be pretty cool, this uh, this 2NZ in the Superstock. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, no, getting uh, one NZ in the stock car, that was unreal, you know, never thought that it would ever happen, you always dreamed about it, but you never thought it would happen, and then uh, Superstock, oh, same thing, always dreamed, but calibre of cars and that, and that I just never really thought of, that my time would come, you know, usually come the last heat or that, I've either buggered out or I was on the blocks helping the other boys, but... Um, yeah, no, nah, it's pretty unreal. Hasn't really sunk in too much yet, but I think when the numbers go on the car, that'll be when it really tells that it is. Oh, exactly. It is true and not a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, you mentioned it right there. You're normally the man or one of the the, the men basically deciding this result. Yeah. So to be fair, this is quite rewarding in in a way to uh, to actually have this result yourself. Yeah, 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 uh, definitely is, um, yeah, it's, I suppose it's probably a bit like when I got the stock cars, it's, you know, people uh, obviously thought it was my time and, yeah, I don't know, it just, everything fell into place and, yeah, just seemed to uh, happen how it did and it's pretty cool and pretty honoured to be able to carry that number for the next 12 months. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean... Qualifying-wise, pretty good. Fifth and two-thirds. That would have been a, a nice way to settle into the weekend as well for you. Yeah, pretty uh, good, even though uh, oh, the first race I nearly buggered it up for myself. But, um, no, nah, real happy, especially to come fifth after getting caught up um, in the first one. And then two-thirds, yeah, I was real happy. The car was going real good, and, uh, yeah, we were going forward, and, you know, that, that that was the biggest goal for the weekend was to qualify with the calibre of cars around the country now. It's just only takes one bad thing and that's your qualifying done, you know, whether it's a tyre popping or getting spun out or a DNF, yeah. So, no, nah, real happy just to qualify was, I was already stoked. You, you said you got tangled up. What you? I didn't sort of catch it. I was um, up and down between a lot of races in the in the pits. But um, what happened there? You just bloody drive it into a pile up, or a few cars just driving overdriving it? Yeah, the, the track was still quite greasy, and then I come round out of the pit corner, and there was a track across the uh, there was a car across the track on the pole line, and then one in the wall, and there was there was a gap between, and that was the only gap. So. I went to hit that gap, but at the same time as I hit that gap, I hit, hit a wet patch and it just slid the car into one of them and then a couple of cars piled into me. It was just it was just one of those things that, yeah, the track was still quite weird and, yep. yeah, just, but I was luckily that I could carry on and, um, yeah, I bent the bumper corner around, but yes. I managed enough just to carry on and bring it home and, yeah, bring it, I was lucky to get it home in for, yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw that one. You had the uh, the the um, the press out. You were pushing that front bumper, and then you're pushing the back bumper a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, well, I got hit in the right rear corner as well by a couple of cars, and it just pushed the back bumper around a little bit. Nothing too major, so we just pushed it back a little bit, just give it a little bit more gap. Yep. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So obviously after that, after uh, qualifying through, bit of work on the cars overnight, but um, making it through to the top tier with uh, with with the whole four of you's really the the crew there would have been uh, been pretty cool going out there into battle together. Yeah, no, definitely uh, 
we all got got into the cars on the sad day, got them all 100%, and then, yeah, it was pretty cool going to the track, and, yeah, us four all qualifying, but then plus all the rest of the Gisborne boys and, and even the Kiki boys, like, it was good to see, like, all of those other fellas qualify as well, and it just shows that, like, every few tracks now are starting to work together and they're starting to get cars through to the final, and, oh, it's real good. It was just a bloody good mix of tracks, really, at the end of the day. Like, I know I'm a, a palmy boy, and there was only two cars in there. I mean, Maddie's the adopted one in a way, but there's still two cars. But just in general, you know, having even the young fellas like Dylan Ashton and Todd Hemingway and Trent James just to make it through is bloody cool to see itself. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Definitely cool to see those young fellas. Uh, you know, Trent's only 16 and Dylan and Todd and that. Todd come back from injury last year. Todd's been going real well, you know, 240s and even Trent 240s. They've all been performing all year, you know, and it's quite cool to see them up in the top tier and, um, yeah, giving everyone a run for their money and, yeah, they, you know, everyone knows what those young fellas are like coming out of money stocks. They're all on top of their game, so, no, nah, it's real good and they've got a bright future ahead of them and, you know, they're only young and they're already knocking on the door in those top top groups. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Were you quite surprised on how many big names missed out? Oh, uh, yeah, like... Yeah, there was a lot of big names that did miss out, but I think, uh, you know, like, there's, there was a lot of, you know, pop ties, a few of them had pop ties or got caught up in, and stuff, and it's just, now it's getting to that stage where you can't afford that, and unfortunately for them, it just, that's the way it happened, and it wasn't their way for qualifying night, but everyone knows that they'll bounce back, and They'll be back in the top groups just like that again, but it's just that weekend didn't go their way, unfortunately. Yep, exactly that, exactly that. A seventh, a first, and a third after those three finals heats um, put you into a runoff. But before we get to that, did you? I asked Asher the same thing, but did you sort of feel like, man, that heat three, or just in general, it um, it didn't have the biffo that you were maybe expecting? Oh, yeah, it didn't have the biffo, but then uh, in the other aspect, uh, it was a fast, yeah. fast last race. And and quite frankly, usually, you know, when there is that biffo, that's a, a few easy points you do pick up because these cars gone down on the pole line, yep. so you're yep. picking up those points. Yep. Whereas, whereas everyone was racing and you weren't getting those easy points that you needed, so you were having to work twice as hard to get those points. Um, you know, me and, me and Ethan, we started right down the back of the field for that last one, and Amen and Asher and Todd and that all up the front, so we had to really work, you know, to get enough points to keep up with those fellas that were at the front. And, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of people saying the Biff wasn't there, but then uh, and saying that I reckon that last heat was just as good because... It was fast racing, and you still had to work to get your points. Yeah, I was just going to say it's a, it's almost like in a in a roundabout way the aspects change at times. And Asher mentioned the respect thing, which I do think is a big part of it. But that speed, I mean, at times it is nice to just watch superstocks going fast. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, I don't think the the buffo has to always be there, and 
obviously come that last heat, there was a lot of respect out there for some of those fellas that were up there. So maybe, I don't know, people thought, well, we don't need to really take them out because they've earned the respect. Yep. And, and that, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see superstars go fast. And, you know, we don't always have to wreck gear every week just to put on a show. And, and that when you can actually get a whole 26 cars or... I don't think there was 26 in that last heat, but there was nearly 26. You hey, know? 23 and, uh, started that final. 23 started. 20, that's huge. Yeah. 23 started that last heat, you know, and they were all going fast. So that was pretty impressive as well. You know, there was a lot of passing going on. There was a lot of ducking under cars, and then they were ducking back under that car. So you were really having to work for it. And oh, oh, to me, I thought it was just as good as seeing the bashing. Yeah. Well, when you look at the result and... Uh, Apart from Mick Rumney, who was cruising the pole line and, and just being a menace, I mean, uh, 15 on the lead lap and then two, three, four, four cars a lap down. And I think I remember that was a couple of them got spun up and tangled with each other or, and flicked around just as a, a racing incident as it went. So that's that's massive. But at the end of that third heat, and I, um, I was trying to get Ash's attention and, and pull him over, but I managed to get your attention, pulled you over, and lengthen the car, and um, what what was the first thing you thought as I'm leaning through that window before I even oh. said anything? Oh, I thought I'd done enough for a number. I thought I'd, I'd done enough, and obviously I'd finished that race, so I knew I was going to be there or thereabouts, but still in the same aspect, I didn't really know because I didn't know where others had finished, and and that, and then, uh, and then, yeah, you said we had a, we had a, possibly had a runoff, and I was just like, whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard the, I heard the sigh of relief come out of you. As it, it was almost like a, cool, we've got a number, but at the same time, the sigh was also like, shit, we've got another four laps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty like, uh, I, I did say that to a few of them, another four laps, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was pretty buggered after just doing three fifteen lapers, but no, nah, it was pretty awesome. Like, um, yeah, to line up against Asher and a runoff, you know, there's been no no one else or him or Ethan. There's been no one else I'd rather lose to than them, you know. Like, and always knew that Asher, you know, he's fast. He's no ifs or buts about it. But at the same time, I was just like, well, I've got a number. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, like you guys raced together, but and uh, it would have been would have been quite. I mean, I didn't see too much in the pits uh, apart from you guys were just working on your cars, and and I think uh, Asher was still fighting some some issues um, even before the runoff. But but I mean, in your mindset, you know, do you sort of think right? I've got a this is a tactic I can use against Asher. He was bloody quick off that line. Yeah, yeah, he was, and uh, caught me. May have caught me out a little bit. I didn't know whether he was going to go or if he was just going to muck with me for a little bit. But no, nah, he just took off, and I knew he stayed away because he got that jump. And I, yeah, and then I buggered up that first corner a little bit, and he's just the pace and his school. He just put that little bit of gap on. But yep. hey, I was stoked. I was like, still got a number, still got two NZ. Yep. I don't really see the point of dropping down on the pole line and waiting for him and wrecking cars, you know, like, there's still, you know, Ash is talented, he probably still would have spun me out or 
you know, something like that. So what's the point of really doing a lot, whole lot of damage for? Oh, for sure. Still, Nothing. For yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. still not get that, that number one, you know. I was, I was just over the moon, you know, just the... I was, well, I was, my weekend was already highlighted by qualifying and then that just topped it off. So I was, yeah, I was on top of the world, really. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> man. That, uh, that graphic's pretty, uh, pretty on top of the world, too. That was probably the biggest, uh, biggest talking point off track all weekend was, uh, how awesome that buddy, that 5G looks. Yeah, no, it's, um, nah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I just kind of left it with my songwriting man and just said, oh, here it is do what you want and he's like oh, I've got something pretty cool I want to try and I just said yes Pete it's all up to you and then when I picked it up on Wednesday I was like I was like, oh yeah it's blue and he's like oh no wait till it gets in the light and then you'll see and then yeah got it in the light and I was just like well yeah no that's pretty impressive so <laughs> yeah big ups to Graphics HQ you know like pumped it out too in a day to get it done for me and then uh, yeah for what he's done is just Unreal, yeah, pretty cool. And every year I try and step it up with presentation. And yeah, this year is pretty, pretty impressive, and it's really stepped up. And yeah, I even said to the family that oh, it might be my best car yet. But yeah, uh, no, nothing beats the pink, pink one in Z boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. That's still what everyone's saying is the pink one's still the favourite, but. Yeah, that would have to be up there. It's pretty cool, and yeah, it's pretty cool how it like, changes colours and that, so, yeah. Awesome. Are you still going to have the same design with the 2NZ? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's only one meeting old, so yep, yep. we're just going to um, yeah, do some numbers and then do some merch and do a few other things, and then next year I'll do a new design, unless someone rips it apart <laughs> Before then, but yeah, other than that, now we're just going to stay the same. Yeah, mean, mean. So uh, next on the cards, Asha was saying you've got the the North Island Superstocks. Is that the uh, the next one known for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah, just uh, catch up a bit at work and tidy up the cars a bit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, get the cars one hundred percent for the t- uh, the North Islands, and then we've still got a few big big away meetings yet, you know, we've got Gisborne to go to and that's, I think that's two weeks in a row, so yep. so we'll just uh, have a couple of weeks off and get the cars back to 100% and and then we'll go to the North Islands. And I I hear there's a bit of a uh, bit of a shindig this weekend that uh, it started off as a stag do, could potentially turn into a 1-2-3 celebration, <laughs> mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just see what happens there, but yeah, do that this weekend and then yeah, we'll see how we go. I know Palmy's running the week after, but uh, we'll probably just concentrate on the North Islands and get everything prepped for that. And then, and then after the North Islands, we've got heaps of time to do other meetings and and that. Yep, yep. What a way to what a way to book in that weekend, mate. To uh, to uh, to celebrate the stag do. Congratulations on that too, mate. Well done for uh, for you and Shailen. So that'll be bloody cool. But uh, mate. Uh, well done on the two NZ as well. It's it's well deserved. I know you put a lot of effort in. Obviously, firstly with the stock car ranks and getting that one NZ, and now here and uh, and the super stock ranks up the top with your with your brothers. Yeah, no, nah, it's pretty cool. Eh? Like to go on the podium with those two is yeah, something pretty special. 
that I'll never, won't forget. And obviously with Pete too, you know, he's he's been huge for my racing. So like he's just as big as part of it. And without those four, I wouldn't yeah couldn't couldn't do what I do. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Hey, Josh, we'll let you get back to it. We'll uh, we'll chat on with Ethan. But well done on the two NZ, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing the three K. You're talking to merch. I think there might need to be a a, a Rees race cars one, two, three a special edition shirt while you while you're organising that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got something in the pipeline, but we'll just have to see what happens. And yeah, we got a few things happening behind the scenes, but we'll see Beauty. how it all unfolds next week. Nice, love it, love it. Enjoy it, mate. Have a good one. Thank you. Cheers, Thanks, Have a good one. See you. Well, that was Josh Prentice, the new 2NZ Superstock, and yeah, can't wait to see that uh, that 2NZ glistening on the side of that uh, awesome uh, awesome livery. Yeah, man, how cool is that? It bloody awesome, it bloody awesome. Right, we're going to take a break here at Doing It In The Dirt, and we'll be right back on the other side with the 3NZ of Ethan Rings.